98.7 FM. Southeast Louisiana, it is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday, the end of the week. We've got a fun show coming your way. We've got some football to recap and break down. We've got some football to preview and get you guys ready for your weekend. We've got a fun 90 minutes coming your way throughout the course of the show. In the next segment, we're going to get back on our usual Friday routine. We're going to have Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche High School Baseball. On the line, he'll be chatting with us about some things happening over on the baseball diamond, but I'll be honest, not a whole lot is happening on the baseball diamond. So we'll be asking Coach Guitros about things happening on the football field. He's also an assistant football coach with the Tarpons football program. Then at noon, we'll have E.D. White football coach Kyle Lasang on the line. Coach Lasang will be chatting with us about his preseason scrimmage with Zachary, which regretfully I wasn't able to attend. Had some other things come up, had the other couple of things to do. So uh, didn't get a chance to get out there like I had originally planned, but we'll chat with Coach Lasang and catch up and see how things went. Then at 12-15, go over the headlines a little bit, and I'll give you some things to look for tonight in the South Lafouche scrimmage against Covenant Christian. Maybe some keys for both sides. And then at 12-30, weekend predictions, 12-45, our betting picks as we rock and roll getting into the uh, weekend where everybody will be hopefully watching some football, passing a good time, and enjoying everything that they're seeing. Now, let's talk. At the open of the show, I feel like it would be, um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up um, what happened yesterday on social media because our show was such a big part of what happened yesterday on social media. Coach Chip Didier with HL Bourgeois Volleyball announced yesterday that he had been fired from his coaching position with HL Bourgeois after just one seat or not even one season after just a couple weeks on the job, didn't even get into the first season. Um, coach Didier said on social media, I'm trying to find the post. It's been shared so many times. I can't even, Oh yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, did a podcast here on play by play, which he did uh, a couple weeks before media day. And two things were mentioned. We mentioned select and non-select schools and the fairness of our girls' gym at HL Bourgeois not being ready for use. Both of these issues brought a small discussion of Title IX, which has been a big discussion in recent years within the NCAA amongst other groups. Coach Didier continues, I've been coaching female athletes for over 30-plus years, have four daughters, and started coaching female sports when it's very much taboo to do so. Um, Okay, first and foremost, let me get it right out of the way here, right out of the top. I consider Chip Didier to be a, a friend. I consider Chip Didier to be one of the best volleyball coaches that has ever coached in this area. And right out of the top, and I've listened and re-listened and listened again to the podcast interview that he did with us. There was nothing that Coach Didier said in that podcast interview, in my opinion. This is only my opinion. I'm not a school administrator. I'm not a school board guy. I'm not a school superintendent. Don't want to be. 
But there was nothing that he said in that podcast interview that I thought was unreasonable nor warranted termination of his employment as a volleyball coach in the area. There just wasn't. Um, he talked about wanting his gym back, right? I asked him the question, hey, are you guys going to have your big home tournament? Because HL Bourgeois historically has a beautiful home tournament with dozens of teams. He said, hey, we can't have it because we don't have our girls' gym back and we would like to get our girls' gym back. I don't know if it's just the mere mention of Title IX that spooked the school board or the school district over there. I don't know. I don't know if there are other things at play here that we don't know about. I I don't think that's the case, though. But, like, it's natural as a a parent. And I'm not a parent, but I'm saying as, as parents, the one thing that parents want from their coach is that they want to know that their coach has their kids back. And a coach who's going to publicly politic and fight to try to get their kids' playing facility back in order is, I think, what you should desire to have and what you should want to have. And I didn't think that those comments were faux pas. I didn't think that those comments were too far off base. I didn't think those comments were too far out of left field. Um, And look, let's get to the root of the issue. Let's get to the elephant in the room here. And we talk about Title IX issues. And we talk about equality amongst, you know, male and female sports. If Ida had destroyed Tom B. Smith Stadium one year ago, I guarantee you there would have been another temporary facility already in place for Terrebonne to play games this upcoming season. Guarantee. If it would have been a football facility that would have been damaged and, you know, would not be playable because of the storm and one full year would have passed, I guarantee you that facility would have been repaired or at least a temporary structure would have been put in place for the Terrebonne High School and HL Bourgeois football teams to play. That's all Coach is saying. Look, he's not trying to say that anybody's doing anything wrong or that, you know, no, he's just saying, hey, man, my kids would love to have their gym back. I don't think that's an unreasonable stance. I don't think that's an unreasonable stance. Maybe the word Title IX in and of itself spooks certain people. I, I don't know. Maybe that was part. Of, I, I have no idea what led into this. And and please know, if you're on the Terrebonne school side of this, please know, I consider their superintendent, Bubba Ogeron, a friend of mine. I don't think that Bubba's going to do a poor job there. I think that Bubba is the right person for that job there. I campaigned publicly for Bubba to get the same position in Lafouche Parish a couple of years ago. I think he's going to do a good job there. Um, and I would be curious to you know, speak with him privately to see maybe you know some of the things that led to this or you know maybe their side of the story, so to speak. But just based on this interview, I, I you know the the words were used you know. Uh, commentary that was detrimental to the school system was was what I was you know being told was the reason for this. I just don't think that that was the case. The second piece of this, talking about select and non-select, and you know, Coach Coach Didier said in the interview, um, you know, I think that public schools have a disadvantage. I'm paraphrasing. This, these are not exact quotes. I'm paraphrasing what he said that he thinks public schools have a disadvantage as opposed to the private schools, and he thinks everything should be split apart and. Basically, he said, you know, hey, just making it to the Pontchartrain Center as a public school is enough because the private schools have an advantage. Um, whoever took offense to that just is not following Louisiana High School Athletic Association volleyball. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I hate to put it that bluntly. That is just, that's just a fact. 
every single public school volleyball coach in the state feels the same way. I have spoken to coaches in this area, some in Lafouche, and some others in the Terrebonne Parish District who feel the exact same way. They think it's ridiculous the fact that football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever it may be, they all have their own unique little brackets where Vanderbilt goes to one bracket, South Lafouche goes to the other bracket. But volleyball's not the same situation. Everybody plays together, and you know what happens? You make it to the Pontchartrain Center, and you know who wins the state championships? Every single one is won by a private school. Why? Because they have a competitive advantage. I have long said here on this show and on other shows and in print and in everywhere that you could hear me or read me or whatever it may be, if we're going to have a split in Louisiana, and I don't even know that having one is the right thing, right? I'm not campaigning for the split. All I'm saying is that if we're going to have one, it should be universal. It shouldn't be, we're going to only split football. No. When the proposal was written by Manet High School, it was a short-sighted proposal. Manet was looking out for only Manet because they didn't have a volleyball program, from what I understand based on the, the discussions and my recollection of being in the building at the time. So they were looking out primarily for football. And they the way that they worded the bylaw or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, they didn't include some of the lesser sports in it. That was a mistake from the get-go. That should have been amended. That should have been put in place to where, hey, we're going to split everything up. It's not going to just be football. It's not going to just be basketball. We're going to split everything up. And that's all he was saying is that, hey, man, we're at a competitive disadvantage. Because guess what? That's a fact. Go back and look who won the state championships in volleyball last year. Every single last one was a private school. Go back and look over the last five years. I haven't done that research, so I don't know that it's 100% private schools, but I guarantee you it's at least 90% private schools who have won them. So I would think that a coach, and again, this is just me. I'm not a school administrator, but I am a friend. I would think that a coach who has been coaching for more than three decades and has won hundreds and hundreds of games and who's done so much good, and just look at the response this has gotten on social media. This has been shared and you know reshared and shared again by so many people and so many former players and so many people who work around the state who agree with Coach Didier's opinions and sentiments on this, I would think that someone who has that resume and that many skins on their wall would have been given the benefit of the doubt and would have been told, hey, Coach, just tone it down a little bit. Just tone it down a little bit. To just outright terminate him before the season even starts. I don't know. It just feels heavy-handed. I apologize to Coach Didier, even though I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but I apologize for, I guess, him being in this position. Uh, he and I have spoken. He doesn't hold any ill towards me. Doesn't hold any anger towards me, and I appreciate him for that. But I, you know, an innocent interview where he's just giving his thoughts on the state of the sport um, around the state of Louisiana turned into something that it just didn't need to be. And I felt at the top of the show, I, I needed to address that and I needed to get that off of our chest. It's play-by-play here on Kaylee B. We want to thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge, and Homa Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Your friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. 
Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break. When we get back here on play-by-play, we're going to Chandler Gitros of South Lafourche High School Baseball. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TGHealthSystem.com. You may think every weather app is the same until you see WeatherBug over deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. We have Chan Legitro, South Lafouche High School head baseball coach, assistant football coach on the line. Coach, man, we missed you last week. Good to get a hold of you this week. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, man, and yourself? Doing fine. Um, it's a busy time of the year. You guys are working with those freshman football players right out of the gate. I'm going to ask you about that. How have the freshman practices been going so far? I know it's a freshman group that a lot of people in the community are excited about. A lot of talented kids, a lot of size, a lot of uh, very competitive kids. How have practices been so far? Uh, been great so far. You know, uh, we really like the numbers in this class, and uh, three of those guys are already moved up to varsity and Landon Dardar, Landon Jarvis, and Caden uh, Nelson. Uh, those guys have already been moved up to that JV varsity level, and you're going to see them today. They're pushing for play in time. Uh, but uh, definitely like, uh, I wish, uh, not to say I wish, but uh, not the numbers of linemen that we 
uh, would typically have, but the ones that we do have could play, you know, uh, could definitely uh, play. And we'll just be trying to fill out a little bit on the defensive uh, line side of it. But uh, offense has been looking great so far, man. We have some uh, guys that could do a lot of damage with the ball in their hands. Right now we have two quarterbacks in Jaden Lee and uh, Terrence Petrie who were uh, rotating for playing time. And a third, I forgot to mention earlier, Joshua Mack, who, as y'all know, has already been moved up to the varsity JV level. Uh, Josh Mack is just a guy frame-wise. He just looks the part. He looks ready uh, for that older level right now, so he's getting that chance. And, uh, you know, a couple of skilled guys. Andravian Hughes is a guy that uh, – I, I know you probably remember Glenn Hughes that would have went to school oh, yeah. a little bit younger than you. That's his, uh, his little nephew, man. This kid could go. Uh, he, could, he could really go, and he's explosive with the ball in his hands. Um, so really like what we've seen from a lot of our guys at the freshman level right now. Very good. Well, I got to tell you, bro, you said you don't have a, a whole lot of linemen. They're all at LCO, and they're all in the eighth grade, so they're coming. Dude, just give it a year, man. <laughs> so so I hear, I mean, our first day of practice, we're we going through it. I'm trying to fill out an offensive and a defensive line just so we can go to a team. It's like, man, y'all were so dominant in middle school at LCO. Who the heck played the line for y'all? Oh, coach, they all still over there. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, so uh, good news for next year, and right now we're going to compete with what we have and get those guys better. Very good. Um, in terms of, you know, we talked about this before, you know, you guys are running a scaled version of the same playbook. And, like, are there any core principles that Coach Young has, like, hey, teach these guys these things? Like, what are some of those things that you guys are making sure at the end of the season, to hell with the wins and the losses, these kids are going to know how to do X, Y, and Z before next year? And it's just about learning the base uh, system. You know, uh, we got to be able to block and execute and read inside and outside zone. That's, uh, you know, the bread and butter of uh, what any spread offense uh, will tell you. I mean, inside zone is, you know, your base play, and uh, especially uh, for linemen. It's, the, the rules are very simple, but it's also very technical uh, for those linemen. It, it kind of depends on defensive alignment, and every team does it different. Uh, but Coach Young and Coach Williams really did a great job over the past couple of years of simplifying it uh, for the linemen. That way, just mentally, it, it's, it doesn't take a, a long time to grasp. It's the execution and the technique that's really tough. So, um, zone blocking schemes are uh, really, uh, you know, the big picture. What I want to accomplish as an offense is us being able to block inside, outside zone. If we, if our guys know that, like the back of their hand by the end of this year, I feel like we will have done our job on the offensive side. Uh, defensively, it's, uh, you know, more of an attitude uh, with the defensive side, being able to rally to the ball, tackling, playing hard-nosed, clean football. And, uh, you know, just staying aggressive on that side. So I think those are the, the big things uh, that we want to get out going into next year is that we, we don't want guys that are shocked when they get to that JV varsity level of how physical the game is, that we have guys that are nasty that are ready to go once they get there. Brother, I got to tell you, and, and I know you haven't worked exclusively with the varsity, but and I, I made this reference yesterday. Whenever the Tarpon football program is going to kind of be like down maybe, the community knows there are no secrets. But I don't get that sense this year. I think that people are optimistic. I think BJ's optimistic. The kids are optimistic. And I think that the varsity team is going to fare just fine. You've been seeing them in practice here and there. How have they looked so far, man? Uh, from what I've seen, it's uh, it's been pretty solid, man. It's uh. I definitely like the uh, you know the size of our backs this year. Uh, going from Braxton and Brody, who were outstanding, outstanding backs, especially in a spread offense. Um, right now, we have two guys that are going to be physical and that are going to punish guys trying to tackle them in uh, Ebenberg and Nick Coleman. So I know we're very excited. The, uh, the varsity coaches are very excited about them. Um, 
I think that Carson, from what I've seen, has really, uh, you know, developed. He's a, he's a great passing quarterback. He throws the ball well. He flings it around. And uh, you got uh, pretty much half my starting baseball team as our receiving core. Uh, <laughs> I think all four of them are guys that are going to be in my starting lineup this year. And uh, so it's, uh, it's good to see those guys come out playing multiple sports. And uh, I think that they're going to have great years catching the football. And uh, on the defensive side, uh, you know, I hadn't been able to see as much, but I, I know going into it, they were really excited about what we had in the defensive line. So uh, definitely a good group uh, all the way around. And just a little bit that I've been able to uh, to see either toward the end of our practice or maybe at the beginning right when we're getting out there, the, the coaches are very excited. It's been upbeat practices. The kids are bought in, uh, you know, and kid, kids are resilient. Kids don't, you know, they don't care about, what they're supposed to or not supposed to do based on who was lost last year. They hungry. It's their time. And, uh, you know, last year was, uh, you know, a, a solid season, especially going through what we've been through. Oh, yeah. uh, I think no, no hurricane out. I mean, that's a seven and three, eight and two team. And in my opinion, kind of on the inside slash outside looking in, uh, that was a seven and three, eight and two group easily, um, with the full season. So, uh, you know, these kids are hungry and this, Junior, senior class as a whole, I think in all sports, are just hungry that it's their their time to shine. I know that you can't put them in bubble wrap, and I know that you know you could get hurt doing anything. But admit it, whenever Jacob Cura or Sanimo or any of your other guys catch a pass or whatever, and you're in the press box stat and they're charting and doing whatever it is that you're going to be doing on Friday nights, you're going to be like, man, like just just avoid that big hit, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, and the, the only time I really got nervous about it was uh, last year when they, uh, they were talking about trying to get Josh Pierce to come play some safety. I said, <laughs> come on, he's, he's 120 pounds, man. Come on, don't do this to me. Uh, but, no, uh, last year uh, it was the same thing. It was uh, a lot of my guys, or our uh, our guys that we share, um, that were playing football and really in some physical positions uh, with Hunter and Wes and Darren making up pretty much your linebacker group. They were getting thudded up every play. So in the back of your mind, man, they're – not to say that ever goes away, but uh, you just get used to it. You want these kids playing multiple sports. It's yeah. about being mentally tough. And, uh, you know, uh, I love it for them because, uh, and I, I said it, uh, whenever I was a player, Coach Lance Reynolds, who was my freshman baseball coach, he always said, and it kind of offended the non-football guys. They said, hey, Coach, you know, the, the I mean, uh, the guys, the, the best baseball players end up being football players. Just because of that mental toughness you go through through the two-a-days, uh, you know, it helps you on the baseball side of things. Whenever you got a guy batting uh, in the seventh inning going to try to win a game for you, it's nice to have a guy that's been through, uh, you know, the grind of football season because it's tough, man. It's hard. It's very, very hard. Um, so when the, our guys get out on the other end of it, come back in the spring, they're better for it. Is it weird walking around campus and, you know, going in the cafeteria for lunch and not seeing Hunter Conley, not seeing Josh Pierce, not seeing, you know, Darren or, you know, Austin Savoy or any of those guys? It's got to be a little bit awkward to not see those guys around school, huh? Yeah, it really is, man. And Darren actually uh, texted me the other day for something. It's like, oh, man, am I, uh, anytime I would get a text from those guys, it would be to go maybe get something out of the locker room for them or something just around campus that they needed. Um, and it's like, no, he's, he's in Alexandria right now. He was just asking me a question and it's, uh, it's, it's weird, man. Uh, and it's all the way around that senior class went through so much with the storms, the COVID and that's all sports. Uh, you know, uh, that was just a special group of people. Um, but yeah, it definitely with my guys just telling them, you know, having 15 of them that you see walking around in that senior group, just, uh, cause when you're a senior, it's different, man. It's, it's, uh, it's different. 
Um, I, I don't know if it's the way that you walk around school, the way that you carry yourself. When you have so many of them, uh, it was just great to see those those guys every day and uh, definitely miss them. Yeah, no doubt about it. So tell me about this. I know varsity plays today. When do you guys take the field for the first time? We have our jamboree, uh, freshman jamboree, on Thursday at Central Lafouche High School at 6.30, and we'll be playing Thibodeau. Okay, really good. What are some things? You got about, what, two, three, four practices before then? What are some things you guys are trying to polish up and make sure that you're ready for next Thursday? Yeah, we're definitely going to need to polish up the way that we operate, and we haven't really worked on you know, how we're uh, relaying plays in, getting in and out of a huddle, uh, transitioning from offense to special teams. Right now, we just, whenever we need the punt team, we'll just call that part of practice and we work it. But uh, I think any time, especially with a new team, guys getting used to playing with each other for the first time, the big focus for next week for us is to work on our operation, how you, you know, you know just work through a game, all right, uh, and having you guys ready, having them ready for special teams, uh, seven guys in and out, getting plays in. So that's really going to be my main focus next week. Uh, we're going to be simple with the playbook. I mean, I think we have uh, three or four variations of run plays and about six passing concepts in there. And we're going to roll what we got for, uh, for this week and add more to the playbook as we go forward into the year. Uh, so it's definitely just executing, uh, you know, executing and operating in a game situation. So talk me through this because, like, on one hand, you know, you're wanting to develop the guys. And, you know, as a competitor, you're wanting to win as many as you can as well. But talk about, okay, let's say during the course of the year, you know, mentioned the Hughes kid or whoever it may be. Let's say one of those kids gets called up. You know, obviously it makes your team on the field worse. But as a coach, you got to be, like, awfully proud because, like, that kids do. Like, talk me through that. It's almost like the whole minor league baseball, like, thing where it's, you know, hey, you're happy to see them go. But the next day at practice when they're not there, you know, it's, it's kind of not the same. <laughs> No, it, it really is, and uh, you always take pride in that, man. You're always just happy for the kid, and that, that's uh, the big thing. You know, uh, your win-loss record in freshman and JV really doesn't matter, like, at all. Uh, you know, I always say that, you know, you never remember what the record was 10 years down the road of your freshman year, but you're going to remember what it was your senior year. So uh, the quicker we could develop those guys, and, uh, you know, if they're good enough to play and help out the program, uh, in those games that count, that's uh, that's absolutely where we want them. We want those Friday night, uh, those Friday nights stand up in our favor and put us in the best position possible for the postseason. So it is exactly like a minor league playoff system, even with the uh, you know the bad bus trips and all. <laughs> Very well said, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, man. All right, Casey. I'll have a good one. See you tonight. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitros with South Lafourche baseball and also freshman football doing a good job. I'm happy to hear that a couple of those freshmen in that group have already gotten the call up because, man, look, the three or the four that he mentioned, okay, the Nelson kid, Jarvis, um, Dardar, and Mac. I coached Dardar a lot throughout his younger days. Great kid. Like, from when he was seven years old, if you told him, hey, Landon, go run through that glass pane over there, Without hesitating, without asking a question why, without saying, you know, hi, hey, coach, am I going to hurt my head? No, he's going to just go run through the, the glass plane. That's the type of kid he's always been. Jarvis saw him at LCO explosive. Nelson saw him at LCO explosive. Mac at Golden Meadow last year, explosive. These are kids that are going to make an impact. I know varsity coaches are always, you know, hesitant to put younger players in those positions. I don't worry about mental mistakes from these kids, even though they're going to be younger. They're going to be in the right positions. They're going to do what you tell them to do, and they're not going to take for granted the opportunity that is before them. All four of those kids are great kids. Love them all. Um, and I think that they're going to have big, big high school careers. 
Let's catch a break here and play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to be going to E.D. White, Kyle Lasang, their football coach. The Cardinals have already gotten their scrimmage out of the way. I'm coming into this cold. I did not read up on anything because you know, there was very limited coverage or exposure yesterday to the E.D. White scrimmage. We're going to find out how it went as you guys do. We're going to chat with Kyle in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. intentions yesterday were to get out of here go do a couple of errands and then head on out to ed white to go watch them take on zachary my couple of errands turned into a couple of more errands which turned into a couple of more errands and i wasn't able to make it out to thibodeau but we have ed white's football coach kyle is on the line coach good afternoon man how are you i'm doing well you guys got some work with zachary yesterday i told the listeners in the last segment i haven't heard a report either way how did it go man how'd you guys look yesterday i thought it went well um you know, we um, we did some things that we can correct, especially offensively. Put the ball on the ground way too much. Uh, defensively, I thought we played pretty well against a really, really good offense. Um, put some pressure on their quarterback at times. Uh, had some success up front. Um, uh, didn't miss a whole bunch of tackles. Um, you know, they completed some balls, but they got a really good quarterback, some good receivers. Completed some balls just because you know they, they're pretty good. We didn't we didn't bust a lot of assignments. We had one one missed tackle in the secondary that led to a touchdown for them. Uh, but overall, pretty pleased um, at what we saw. Um, taking a look at some video today, offensively, there's some things we have to clean up. Uh, but they were they were extremely physical on defense, and they really really ran well to the ball. Um, their safety is probably the best safety that I've seen in a long, long time. He was he was all over the field. Um, but we, we had some positive things that happened for us, so I, I was very, very pleased. I, I like the fact that we did scrimmage them. Um, gives you a, a better measuring stick um, than you would get playing somebody uh, who's maybe not quite as good as those guys. Sure. Um, but I was, I was proud. We held our own. Yeah, very good. Happy to hear that, man. Um, so, you, you know, we talked about this before the scrimmage even happened. Now you guys are going to have tape and saying, hey, man, we're likely not going to see anybody this proficient the entire rest of the way. You know, everything should maybe slow down a little bit. And just talk about that. You know, the kids who had success and everything know, hey, we could do it at the highest level now. Yeah, um, we, you know, I, I we knew they had some talent. I didn't think um, – well, I didn't know. I hadn't seen them this year. But um, they were extremely physical on defense. Uh, really, really ran the ball and were coached tremendously. I, I think they um, – and I spoke with their coach this morning. He was very appreciative that he was uh, able to put his defense, uh, defense against an offense that, that we run, um, have some people that were going to be physical with him, to see where his defense measured up, and I just can't see there being a better defense than than those guys that we're going to see this year. Um, even though we we did have some success, um, you know, we we ran our base stuff. We weren't fancy about anything. Like to be a little bit better in a passing game, um, and then offensively, uh, like I said, I, I think we caught we did some things that caused them some problems. 
Um, their quarterback's really, really good, uh, accurate with the football. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a good place to start building on. And I think the, be- the biggest thing that I got from last night was all the things that we didn't do well are, are correctable. Yeah. And uh, we're going to work hard to get them uh, corrected this week um, and then ready for week one. I'm over here. <laughs> I'm over here laughing, man. Because look, as you're saying, oh man, their quarterback's really good. I'm like kind of scowling because he's an Alabama commitment. But earlier in the interview, whenever you were saying, man, their safety's loaded, I'm, I'm smiling from ear to ear because he's an LSU guy. Coach was saying, I'm such a football fan. I'm sorry in advance, man. I can't help myself. <laughs> I know, I know. But listen, without seeing those guys um, on film, seeing them for the first time on the field. Man, you're just so super impressed that, uh, you know, they, they have that much talent. But I told our kids before we scrimmage that we, we can't let them affect the way we do things. And uh, Listen, I'll be honest, their safety affected the game. Uh, he's going to be a great player for LSU. Uh, their quarterback's going to be a really, really good player. And then got a DN that's going to Auburn as yeah. well. So all those guys, really impressive. Yeah, very uh, good. But I think that sets them apart. They're, they're well coached, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. So let's talk about this. The magic word out of this out of these scrimmages is injury free. Did you guys accomplish that last night? No, we had we had three guys go down. Some some key guys. Um, all the reports today are that um, they're probably going to be okay for week one. Uh, we're going to take it really easy next week um, with those guys and probably hold them out at the jamboree. Uh, but we had uh, Jacob Doolin go down, uh, offensive line for us. Uh, Cooper Cook, um, who's a uh, flat defender for us on defense, really good players. Um, uh, backup quarterback, collarbone. But all the reports was pretty positive, and um, we'll work next week to see how they recover. So what is next? And I know you guys are going to be uh, playing the Jamboree like everybody else. Who you got and where are you guys going? Yeah, we're going down to South Lafourche. Uh, we're going to be the first game at 6:15 against Terrebonne High School. Um, looking forward to going down there, uh, playing uh, Terrebonne. I, I haven't. I, 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 we just swapped some film, so I hadn't been able to see them yet. Um, didn't really get a word on them and Vanderbilt uh, yesterday. Um, wanted to take the day to kind of focus on us and then um, start prepping. But uh, again, we'll, we'll try to. Try to be careful next week and have all hands on deck uh, when we when we strap it up against Vanderbilt. You're going to be impressed. I got a report from Stan yesterday. He was out there and he said that Terrebonne looked pretty good. You know, got some athletes and they <clears throat> put some guys in space. So you guys are going to be challenged next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're going to have athletes. Um, we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna play a lot of kids um, next week and uh, try to figure out what's the best lineups for us. That's really the key for us and do that, um, figure out who's going to be on the field, um, and then uh, work toward week one, hopefully avoid some injuries. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Coach, how have your practices been, man? I know that you said that you guys were kind of changing or tweaking the way that you guys did a few things day-to-day. How have those changes taken shape so far? I, thought, I think they've helped us. Uh, we did a lot last uh, night, uh, no huddle, um, signaling from the sideline. And uh, I think it worked pretty well, uh, especially with our older kids. Some of our younger kids, you know, get a little bit frazzled when, you know, you're not in huddle and quarterback's not speaking to you. You, you had to look over the sideline, get a signal. Um, 
but I think that uh, it worked out well for us. It, it just gives us another dimension to our to our offense. And um, you know, we may not be no huddle all 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 night, but we we have that in a, in our package. So uh, I think that's good. And defensively, um, you know, I, I saw some really good things. They're physical up front and, and ran to the ball. So I I, um, I don't expect a whole lot of changes defensively. It's been really really hot here. Uh, we we try to be really smart about how we practice, but have enough physicality in our practice to to not lose that edge, uh, but be safe in in how we do things. How is it? And and you know, I wanted to ask you this since last year. You guys tackled so damn well last year, like just didn't miss tackles. And then you said just a minute ago that you thought again last night, with the exception of a couple misses here, there you guys tackled well. How do you guys do that year in and year out? Is it just practice, or you know, how do you guys have that consistency where every year we're a great tackling team? It's um, a, a very, very intense focus of what we do on defense. Um, if you come to watch our practice, it's one of the very first things we do. Uh, we do it for an extended period of time. Uh, we teach fundamentals, but then we also uh, get them in spaces and try to try to teach them. And then you got to identify the guys who are good tacklers, put them on defense. If they're not good tacklers, then they come over to us and play offense. So <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the way it works, and, and vice versa. You can't catch the ball, uh, you're going to play defense. So, I, you know, it's a good combination of um, a lot of athletes on the field, 110 kids, and try to identify where they fit the best. Um, and I, I just think we, we preach it so much. I think that's probably one of the disappointments from last night was we put the ball on the ground way too much, and and we focus on that. That is the very first thing we do at practice every day is ball security because it is the most important thing that we have to do in our offense. So that was disappointing to me. Um, but I, I thought we tackled pretty well at times. Um, got some got some really good athletes down in space, and uh, hopefully that continues. Good stuff. Mamie, thank you so much for the time. I'll see you next Friday at the Jamboree, my friend. Sounds good. Thank you, Casey. Yep. That is Coach Kyle saying with E.D. White football doing a great job. I'm telling you, <laughs> if they were competitive and going stride for stride and giving some stuff back to Zachary, look out. But Zachary, I know what they're going to do. How could they not be anything more than proficient when you have a damn Alabama quarterback? You got an LSU safety. You got an Auburn defensive end. Like half of the damn SECs represented on their depth chart. And I said it on yesterday's show. I just felt like E.D. White was going to have that little chip on their shoulder to show, hey, man, like, yeah, y'all got dudes going to the SEC, but, like, we got some dudes that could play here, too. So to hear that they were playing well and, and giving as much to Zachary as they got, it's not surprising, and it's a message to everybody in Division Two. These dudes made it to the championship last year, and they're still going to be really, really damn good this upcoming season. I'm looking forward to them have a big year. And what we touched on with Coach Lasang just a second ago is, I, you know, he he gave the secret for it. They tackle so well. I have never seen a high school football team, and I'm up against a break, but I'm I'm being a boy right now. I'm having fun and I'm talking about football. Um, I have never seen a high school football team tackle as well as the last year Ed White, the 2021 Ed White football team did last fall. If they got their paws on you, the play was over. If they, if the defender touched the offensive player at the 30-yard line, the next play was starting at the 30-yard line. When they made contact, the play was over. That was a, a skill that enabled them to save yards, 
That enabled them to get off of the field on third downs. That enabled them to get the ball back to their offense, which enabled their offense to break down the opposing team's defense and allow them to be as good as they were. Coaches, follow the blueprint. Go and and study whatever it is that they're doing out there. They're tackling way better than everyone else in the area is. There's a reason for that. They're repping it, and they're doing it ad nauseum, and it's working, and it's making a difference. It's paying dividends on Friday nights. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll study some things happening in collegiate and professional sports, and we've got our weekend predictions in the segment after that and some betting picks. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit TG Health System. You know, one of the things that I do during the commercial breaks is I just scroll through like Facebook and Twitter and everything, make sure that like nothing is happening in the world that I'm missing out on. Uh, but there have been times, like on Monday, whenever Miles Brennan decided that he wasn't going to play for LSU anymore, that broke on Twitter during the show, and I had to kind of change the show plans. But one thing I'm seeing on Facebook this morning is we'll talk a little bit of tarpon football here, and then I'll transition and, and talk about some college and pro sport, uh, sports. These new jerseys that South Lafouche got for football, man, boy, that's that drip. That is some beautiful Beautiful New Jersey's that South Lafouche football has is blue tops with instead of the white trim, it's like gray, uh, gray or silver trim. 
Oh, that's sharp as a tack. One suggestion that I always had made, and maybe maybe BJ would be up to this. Maybe he wouldn't. And as as I had heard in the past, it was actually administration who nixed it. South Lafouche has an alternate jersey where they wear gray. It's like a gray top or whatever. Basically, the jerseys they'll be wearing tonight, everything that's blue would be gray. Everything that's gray would be blue. I always said, if South Lafouche had a black jersey with the blue and silver trim, it would be fire. But we've never seen it. Apparently, they tried it and were told black wasn't an official school color. It got nixed or whatever. Miss Lagarde, if you're listening, black alternate jerseys. Just one time. Please just do it one time for us. I'd love to see what that would look like. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's comb through the headlines and talk about some things that are happening. Um, NFL fans, there's some weird things happening in Tampa Bay. Um, Tom Brady is not in camp. We knew that Tom Brady was not going to be camp in camp for a little while, taking some time away for personal matters or whatever it may be. I tend to think Tom Brady's just 45, doesn't want to be in camp, and is, you know, just kind of going away. Todd Bowles, the Tampa Bay football coach, said initially that Brady would be back next week. Um, which, let's see, he would begin or resume, uh, resume practice and resume work with the team on August 22nd. Now, during a press conference yesterday, Todd Bowles said, Hell, I don't know when he's coming back. It's starting to get a little bit fishy. Like, at the end of the day, put a gun to my head, say, is Tom Brady going to play for Tampa this year? I would still say yes. I don't think that he's going to, like, retire again. I don't think that, you know, there's anything serious enough. Like, I don't think he has a physical issue or anything of the sort. He's 45. He's Tom freaking Brady. He could come and go as he pleases. He's won a million Super Bowls. He doesn't need to be in training camp to be effective for the first game of the season. All that. But I always go back to something that a professor at LSU once told me, which is that the day that you start thinking about retiring, you're already retired mentally, and you're not going to do your best work. Think about that. With the exception of like Michael Jordan, who retired from basketball briefly, And the conspiracy theorists say he actually didn't retire, but he was forced out because of gambling issues or whatever it may be. With the exception of like that, very rarely, and maybe there are other instances, and I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are exceptions. But guys who once retire and then come out often are not the same in that second go-around because just mentally a small piece of them, though they love the competitiveness, is not in love with the work that you got to do during the week to get to Sunday. So when we see that Brady steps away during the offseason, says, hey, I'm out, I'm, I'm retired, then comes back later in the offseason and says, you know what, I can't retire, I still got too much love for the game, then comes back. But then in the middle of camp says, all right, y'all, I got some personal things, I don't want to be here right now. Like, it just makes you wonder, is he fully all in? And again, I say this knowing full well, This is not Joe Schmo that we're dealing with. This is Tom Brady, the best player who has ever played the game. So I understand that if I am casting doubt on Tom Brady, I am doing so likely foolishly because he's likely going to come back and throw for 5,000 yards and make me look like a moron. That's what Tom Brady does. 
But there is a small piece of me that's growing concerned that maybe this dude doesn't love this stuff as much as he used to. And if he doesn't love this stuff as much as he used to, the going to practice, the studying film, the doing all the little legwork and everything of that sort, if that love and that passion is no longer there, will we still see the dominant, dynamic Tom Brady that we used to see that throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns every week? Beginning to have my doubts. He was supposed to be back this coming Monday. Now the, even the head coach is like, I don't know. I don't know when he's going to be back. We'll talk about it next week. I'm not concerned about it. Um, That's becoming a little bit troubling. What's also becoming a little bit troubling from Tampa Bay's perspective is the idea that Tampa doesn't have Gronkowski anymore. That was a big security blanket for Tom Brady. Tampa doesn't have Ryan Jensen, their center. He's going to be out for a while with an injury. What are the two things that Tom Brady has always needed? And this isn't going to only be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers segment. I'm getting on my soapbox right now. But the two things that Tom Brady has always needed is good interior protection and a safety valve tight end to chuck it to if, if things broke down. Go look at the numbers of games, heck, just last year, but even historically throughout the course of his career. When Brady has Gronk in the lineup versus when Gronk isn't in the lineup, the stats are good both ways, but they're far better when Gronkowski's there. Last year, it was profound. Tampa's offense was great when Gronk was there. It was just, eh, whatever he wasn't. And then you add the center issues into that with Jensen being out. Not saying that I'm worried. I'm not saying sound the alarm. I'm not saying that there's reason to panic if you're a Bucs fan. But there's just a whole lot of stinky stuff right now. And they've got a little bit of time before the season starts to spray some air freshener on it and make it better. But there's just a whole lot of stinky stuff right now going on in Tampa. Another headline, this one's going to get me mad. So, look, just lower your radio volume right now because the volume is about to get accelerated. Because this is a team that is near to me. Atlanta Braves outfielder Marcel Ozuna was arrested early this morning for DUI um, under the influence of alcohol early Friday near Atlanta. Ozuna is no stranger to legal issues. He also was arrested last year on charges of aggravated assault by strangulation and battery after police officers said they witnessed him attacking his wife, but those charges were later dropped because he entered a pretrial diversion program. I know people who lost a loved one because of a drunk driver. I myself personally know people who have lost a loved one because of a drunk driver. Marcelo Zuna is under a four-year, $64 million contract. And that's in addition to the money and the millions of dollars that he has already made throughout the course of his career. The guy likely, unless if he is just completely spindling his money, probably has upwards of $55, $60 million in the bank. Call a damn Uber. You played a game on Thursday against the Mets that ended at like 10 p.m. You have another game today. Why are you even out at 4.30 a.m.? much less being drunk at 4.30 a.m., much less driving drunk at 4.30 a.m., call a damn Uber. You are a millionaire. Multi-millionaire. 
Call a taxi. Hire a driver. Do whatever you have to do to not be in position to be driving drunk on the road at 4.30 a.m. So here's what should happen. And I don't know if this is what's actually going to happen, but here's what should happen. Atlanta, hopefully, is going to wash their hands of this guy. The same thing that they should have done last year whenever he beat the hell out of his girlfriend. To hell with pretrial diversion program. To hell with all this stuff that these entitled athletes and you know rich people do to get out of the trouble that they get themselves into. They should wash their hands of this guy. He didn't learn his lesson, apparently, because he's still on probation from the pretrial diversion nonsense. Get rid of this dude. Get him out of this locker room. They held on to the idea of, oh, he's still a good player because a couple years ago, he hit 338 with 18 home runs and 56 RBI in the shortened COVID season. Well, guess what? You can't hold on to that crutch anymore of, oh, he's, he's too good to let go of. He's batting 214. His blood alcohol content last night may have been higher than his batting average for the season. Get him out of here. Makes me so upset whenever you see preventable issues put innocent people at risk. Thankfully, through the grace of God, no one last night was injured because of this dude's stupidity. Thankfully, there wasn't an accident. Thankfully, there wasn't a head-on collision or a wreck or anything where an innocent person had to die. We're thankful for that. Next time, we might not be so lucky. What are you even doing awake at 4.30 a.m. when you had a game on Thursday night and got another game on Friday night? Go home and get some rest, man. Much less driving around Atlanta drunk at 4.30. This dude out of here, bro. Tired of reading about him getting arrested. Should have got rid of him the first time. Stuff makes me angry, man. Innocent people die because of stupidity like this, man. Get out of here. A fun story around Major League Baseball that's happening right now is happening in St. Louis where Albert Pujols is playing so well in recent weeks for the St. Louis Cardinals. It's funny how you go from a story about a complete knucklehead in baseball and go to a story about Pujols as a guy who has been widely regarded as a really good locker room presence everywhere that he's been. Pujols is 42 years old, and at the beginning of the season, not going to lie, he was he was terrible. <laughs> At the beginning of the season, he was terrible. Um, but now he is killing it. He is batting 258, 11 home runs, 35 RBI, brought his OPS all the way up to 814. In the last 30 days, Pujols is batting 415 on the year with five home runs. Uh, in the month of August, he's batting 417 with four home runs, 11 RBI. I don't think he's going to get to 700 home runs um, because he's currently sitting at 690. You would need 10 more. That's a lot. He's only got 11 all season. I kind of wish he would come back. I was all aboard the talk early in the season of, man, it's time for him to retire. Like He's batting like 150, not looking good, didn't have good bat speed. I kind of hope he comes back. Albert in the game is good for the game, and he still has something to offer. Against lefties, he's hitting 363. Like, you could play him just against left-handed pitching and get a more than serviceable player. So, Pujols goes yard again yesterday. It's awesome to see, like, this dude who's 
a historic baseball figure, having some success in the twilight of his career and really helping the Cardinals. The Cardinals in recent weeks have started to play some good ball, and that's fun to see. They're now 15 games above 500. They were hovering around 500 for a long time. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break when we get back. I think we're going to actually have an additional coaching calling guest. We're going to try to get Coach Cullen Mathern of CCA to preview tonight's scrimmage. The Lions are taking on the Tarpons. We'll be right back after this. All new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed wrestling has more than one royal family Welcome back to Play by Play. We have made an addition to our program. We've got Coach Cullen Thurn over at CCA. They're taking their team down the bayou today to scrimmage South Lafouche. Coach Mathern, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon. Doing good. Yes, sir. I know you guys are excited, man, getting an opportunity to scrimmage against a 4A opponent, a place that's near and dear to you. It'll be a big day for your football program today, man. Yeah, it will. And like I said, they've been uh they've been messing me with this week. You know, they know it means a little bit to them. It's a little bit to me. Uh, but I tell them, look, y'all go play the game. I said, I played here, but don't don't let that be, you know, in your minds. Or if you if you know if we don't do well tonight, let me know. No, it's another game. Yeah, I'm a little, you know, I'm excited. It's football, but yeah, it's near to dear to me. But I try to tell them, don't worry about me. Y'all go worry about yourselves. Yeah, no doubt. Just the opportunity to hit on somebody wearing a different color jersey. I know that's welcome for everybody. I'm sure your your squad, after you know practicing against one another, are going to be eager to practice against somebody else. Oh, definitely. You know, they, they're wearing their game jerseys today. They got some brand new jerseys we got this summer. You know, so they're wearing jerseys today. So there's a little, you know, there's a little juice going around the school right now. You know, energy's there. The guys are excited. We just finished chapel a little while ago. You know, chapel's always great on Friday to get us energetic. And like I said, you can feel it. It's in the air, and we're ready for tonight. What are you hoping to see, man? Obviously, number one, you want to stay healthy. But in terms of on-the-field play, what are some things you're hoping to see from your crew? Today for scrimmages, you obviously are looking for who's your go-getters, who's the guys. 
you can rely on. And then, like I was listening to BJ the other day, this is where you really find out what you need to work on. Because there's some things that maybe get, you know, you don't really get to see in practice because you're going against the same people every single day. But it isn't until you go to another opponent where you can really, really figure out what you need to work on, who's your guys. So I said, I'm really excited for tonight. I just hope our guys go out there, stay healthy, compete the best they can. We'll watch some film tonight and see what we can do moving forward. Defensively, you guys are going to be uh, tasked with trying to take down some really big ball carriers. They moved a couple of defensive linemen to running back, some big, big, thick boys. I think at the end of the day, you're going to learn a lot about your tackling. Either way, it's going to be a big point of emphasis today, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We've been working since this is, you know, four week in pads. Uh, form tackling has been every single day, you know, fighting low, staying low through guys, can't tackle head up. Yeah, and if we tackle uh, these big boys head up tonight, you know, we're going we're gonna to feel it. Very so good. I, you know, work through it in pregame. Hey, guys, stay low, stay through the hips, and, you know, stay fundamental. Very good. Um, coach, in terms of your offense, I know you take a lot of pride on that side of the ball and, you know, getting those guys ready to roll. You told me earlier in camp that you really liked the way that it was looking. Tonight, who are some of the guys we're going to be uh, seeing featured on the field, and, and you know, what are some things you're hoping to see from those guys today? Yeah, so the normal crew we've been talking about, I'm, I'm excited for Winslow running back tonight. I'm ready to see Kyler and how he reacts. You know, at quarterback and obviously our receiving core, Lucas Lolly and Connor Basco to see, you know, you know how they carried it. They've carried us in spring and fall, and so I'm ready to see them. And in terms of what I'm looking for, I'm just looking for execution. I'm looking for us to do what we coach them to do, a little bit of details that we talk about and just go execute it. Even, you know, there's no difference between a drill and then somebody else with another jersey popping up on the other side. If you're pulling, you still got to pull and do it right. And so that's what we're looking for. I'm looking for simple execution. I'm looking for them to do it right. And like I said, execute at the end of the day. Been chatting with a lot of coaches throughout the course of the week. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about is managing expectations after the scrimmage. Look, if you guys come down the bayou and win the live quarter 14 to nothing, everybody's going to be hyped up. If you guys come down the bayou and lose the live quarter 14 to nothing, maybe everybody's going to be kind of down. But at the end of the day, you're still zero and zero no matter which outcome it is. So how do you let them know that, hey, look, this is a scrimmage, dude, and whatever happens today, we're going to go back to work on Monday and we're going to polish everything up, and it doesn't count in the standings. No, and I know it does for that live quarter. It doesn't, and it's like last year for Central, we, uh, we, I felt we dominated the first, you know, two series of controlled scrimmage against Central Fouche last year. And just Central Fouche just kind of wars down in the live quarter. We ended up losing the live quarter, I think, 14-7. to seven. And our guys walked away feeling like they had just lost. And I'm like, guys, like, if you go play by play and break this whole thing down, you might have walked away with a win. And more importantly, more than anything else, it's either you win or you learn. So, you know, we come out tonight, we do great. Well, let's go see what we did great so we can continue to do that. We come out tonight and struggle. Let's go figure out what we struggled on so we could get better at it. No doubt about it. Very well said. Um, in terms of the format tonight, do you guys have it finalized? What are some things we should expect to see tonight? Yeah, so we're going to go um, 12 plays with the first for both offense and defense, switch it to some twos for 10 plays, go back to the ones for 12 plays, back to the twos for 10 plays, give the guys a little bit of break, uh, and then go a live quarter. The only deal with the quarter me and BJ talked about is if it's fourth down and you want to punt, you punt, but the defense, the punt return just kind of stays still. The guy in the back goes catch it. We just kind of not get any – you know, starters or team members hurt on special teams. So the quarter will be live, but the special teams will just kind of be executed. And, you know, wherever the guy catches it, that's where we go from. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, 
Talk about this, man. I know you said that, um, you know, you got numbers that you like for your school, but it's still maybe a smaller than a 4A crew. Conditioning. How are you guys conditioned? Are you guys going to be ready for week one condition-wise when we get to that fourth quarter and is that close competitive game? Oh, well, the culture of CCA football is Ironman football. These guys, we even though we try not to, these guys have to be prepared to play Ironman both ways, special teams. So our conditioning you know, it, it's got to be top tier, and if it's not, we'll struggle. So we've been, like I said, we've been getting it as best as we can. Guys are after practice, sprints, full, uh, you know, full field team to try to get them in that football shape. And I know tonight, probably towards the end, it's going to start hitting us because you really can't tell what shape you're in until you go out and do it for real. But like I said, conditioning, we've been trying to be top tier with that. That's been one of my big emphasis since I got here is we can control being in shape and we can control in the weight room. And that's things we can control. So that's what we try to pride ourselves in. It's going to be a little bit weird being on the visiting sideline, my dude. I hope you realize that. I know you're, you're a home sideline guy. You've played for the program and everything of the sort. To be on the opposite sideline is going to be a little bit awkward at times, man. Oh, look, I, and I was thinking about it the other day. And the best thing about it for my guys and why I love Salafush and why, you know, I set up the scrimmage. In, well, BJ and I set up the scrimmage in the first place. Is when you go to 1A venues, they're small, they're you know, kind of rinky-dink sometimes, and there's maybe 100 people in the stands. Well, I'm only going to bet there's going to be more than 100 tonight. <laughs> yes. And so to give them that big game atmosphere, even though it's a scrimmage, it's going to feel like a big game. And so, like I said, I want to throw them to the wolves and see what they got because, like I said, Salafush is a, it's a party house on Friday nights. I know what I'm, I know what I'm walking into. Um, right. But there's going to be a different world for them. And like I said the only thing we could take out of this is a great experience. Very good, brother. Well, look, good luck to you all. We'll see you later this afternoon, my friend. And uh, yeah, take care, brother. We'll, we'll chat soon. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Yep. That is Coach Mathern with Covenant Christian Academy doing a nice job. Wanted to have him on today. We've spoken a lot about South Lafouche and how they're preparing. We want to get the other side. It's CCA as well. Look, man, before we catch a break, we haven't even talked about this. Shame on me. The opening segment of the show was meant to be about this type of, uh, you know, recapping the scrimmages type of thing. But then I got caught up in having to talk about all the the landmine that we stepped on on social media and everything of the sort with the volleyball situation. Um, I heard from several people yesterday that Terrebonne is looking pretty good out there. We'll have Tyler Lewis on next week, I promise you. Um, they scrimmaged Vanderbilt yesterday. We know Vanderbilt's going to be good. You know, they've got proficient players and, you know, they're replacing a, a, a good crew on defense, but... They're going to be well-coached. They're going to have some talent. I heard from multiple people like, look, Terrebonne not only fared well, but they were like super competitive and running stride for stride and maybe even at times having a little bit of an advantage out there in the live action. I heard nothing but rave reviews from the coaching that was happening out there on the sidelines with the Terrebonne crew where you know, folks were saying, hey, Coach Lewis got those guys all pulling in the same direction. They're playing hard. They're bought in. They're playing with discipline. And I said, I believe it was a couple shows ago, they're an intriguing team. Because last year, it's not that they were bad. They would just find ways to lose because they were so young, they didn't know any better. This year, that youth all has a season of varsity experience. That youth all now has a first-year coach which is exciting for every program, right? Some of the best seasons that South Lafouche has had in recent years came with first-year coaches, but there's just that excitement and that freshness. Terrebonne is going to reap those same benefits. 
Kylan Billy, a big wide receiver, he's dynamic. He's going to have a great year. Now, the district is what it is, right? It's going to be brutally tough to navigate through the river and navigate through Thibodeau and HL Bourgeois and you know, Central Lafouche should be better. The schedule's going to be tough. I'm telling you, I just got a feeling. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just got a feeling Terrebonne's going to sneak up on some people and have a pretty good year. A pretty good year. And I said it a couple shows ago again. Whatever they get out of their crew this year, if it's five and five, if it's six and four, whatever it is, that's the baseline for what is going to be next year because they're returning a lot. They've got a small senior group and they're laying that foundation. If they lay it at five and five or six and four, sneak into the playoffs, whatever it may be, the following season is going to only get better. So I heard nothing but good things out of the scrimmage from Coach Lewis and his crew. And we're going to recap as many of the scrimmages as we can. I know South Terrebonne's, you know, their their scrimmage in Central Lafouche. Like we're only talking about, you know, a handful of them here, but everybody in the area is going to be scrimmaging, and we'll kind of break down as much of that as we can going into the Jamboree next week. I'm also going to be at the Lions Club Jamboree Saturday, watching every middle school team in the parish, and we'll be breaking that down as well. It feels so damn good to have some football to break down, recap, and talk about here on Play by Play. Let's catch a break when we get back. Go back over the headlines a little bit, get you some betting picks, and then we'll send you guys off to your weekend. We've had a wonderful show. We thank you all so much for listening. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. For nearly half a century, Tiger Ag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing, one thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hi, I'm Terrebonne Parish Sheriff Tim Saunier. I would like to wish all of our high school sports teams a safe and great season. Have a great school year. I'm very proud of all of you by demonstrating what teamwork is all about. Terrebonne Parish Sheriff's Office is rooting for you. And may God's grace continue to shine upon you and Terrebonne Parish. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! 
you know WeatherBug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm, the scarves before the blizzard, the flip-flops before the heat wave, the prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. It's play-by-play on KLEB. A reminder, join us tomorrow. We're going to have the Sports Corner that is going to be presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself, 10 o'clock, for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, presented by Terrebonne General Health System, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Also want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation so happy with the Blue Boot Foundation continuing to invest in our program Southland Dodge and Homa, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Rouse's Markets, Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. It is beginning to rain here in the studio, hopefully, or at the studio, not in the studio, Hopefully uh, that rain washes out and we're able to get some football in around the area, though it is supposed to be a soggy and wet weekend ahead. Um, Let's talk briefly about a headline or two, and then we'll get to our betting picks. Um, (laughs) The Los Angeles Lakers announced yesterday that they have signed an extension with LeBron James. Two years, $97.1 million. Roughly $50 million a year. For a guy who last year had a great season, 30 points per game, eight rebounds per game, six assists per game. But who, let's be honest, there are stats in the NBA and then there are stats. Anyone, including the the experts around basketball who actually watched Laker games, said this was not one of LeBron's better seasons last year. Like, he doesn't even play defense at all. A lot of times, don't even run down the court on defense. Like, he knew that the Lakers were not a great team. And he just was kind of phoning it in. The Lakers are in a unique situation. They owe Russell Westbrook a lot of money. They owe LeBron James now even more money. They owe Anthony Davis a lot of money. They don't have tradable assets. They don't have draft picks. And they're just kind of stuck with what they got, which is a core of old dudes that don't play well together. And I'm smiling from ear to ear. You love to see it. Let this thing burn down. I was, you know, there was a small part of me that was maybe saying like, hey, maybe LeBron's going to like ax out in the offseason. The Lakers will trade him and get some picks and get some assets and rebuild and reload and like maybe kind of do this thing organically and make something of themselves. That was kind of a concern. But no, when you see they're giving a hundred more million dollars to LeBron, baby, let's run it back. Let's make it happen with this core that does not work together. You'd love to see it. They're going nowhere, and they're going nowhere in a hurry. It's a beautiful thing for Laker haters like myself to see. Some other things happening in the world of sports. Let's see. Uh, We have big UFC fight this weekend. Both fighters in the main event made weight. That's fun. Uh, Let's talk a little college football for a second. There was a big-time prize recruit that decommitted from Notre Dame yesterday. 
Uh, Keon Keeley, the number 24 overall prospect in the class of 2023, decommitted from Notre Dame, said he's reopening his recruiting process and is now considering Ohio State, Florida, Alabama, and others. Um, Notre Dame has a great class, but in recent days, they have had a decommitment or two and things are beginning to slip. Um, Notre Dame's an intriguing team this upcoming season, right? Because Brian Kelly was there and was, was great. Best coach they've had since Lou Holtz. You know, and I think he's actually one of their winningest, if not their winningest coach in history. Um, the guys from Lou Holtz to Kelly were not good. You know, there was a lot of Charlie Weiss in there, and there were a lot of, you know, guys that just were not very good. But they really like Marcus Freeman, and he's recruiting pretty well. But I watched Marcus Freeman coach the bowl game as the interim head coach and thought it was a mess. So they're an intriguing team to me. Like, how's that going to work? You lose a great coach, how's it going to work? Notre Dame's a team that I'm going to be keeping an eye on this upcoming season. They are recruiting the heck out of everybody. But these are just commitments. If you have a, a tough season or whatever it may be, we don't know how long that's going to last. But it's interesting to see one domino drops and one of their big prize pieces to their class is deciding, you know what, I'm going to reopen this. It's always fun to say you're going to go to the prestigious program, then you realize, hey, in Indiana it becomes 20 degrees really quick. And a lot of guys don't want to play in that cold weather, to be honest with you. Betting picks, then let's get out of here. I like the Red Sox today to beat the Orioles, covering the minus 115 money line. The Red Sox, I think, have more talent than Baltimore, though Baltimore has far exceeded everyone's expectations this season. Cutter Crawford is throwing for Boston against Jordan Lyles. I just think the Boston offense is going to do enough to make it happen. Give me Boston to win in this game today. In Major League Baseball, we also today like, let's see. Yeah, give me that one. Better make it quick. The game starts at 120. I like the Milwaukee Brewers to beat the Chicago Cubs, covering the minus 140 money line. The Brewers are still in the thick of things. Out in the Central, though the oh, not the Astros, listen to me. Astros used to be in the NL Central. Though the Cardinals are beginning to separate themselves a little bit from Milwaukee, the Brewers should be hungry out in Wrigley. Uh, Aaron Ashby's throwing against Keegan Thompson, I think Milwaukee's going to take care of business and get the win and uh, go on the road and take care of it. I also today like San Diego to beat Washington, covering the minus run and a half line. Uh, San Diego is just a better club than Washington. Though, again, the Nationals beat the Padres 3-1 to one last night. That was actually one of our picks, taking the Padres to cover the enhanced money line. San Diego just doesn't score for whatever reason right now. They're now 17 games back of the Dodgers in the West. That that race is over. The Nationals just don't win two games in a row, folks. I think with Blake Snell on the mound, he's going to throw a good one. Paolo Espino, we've betted against him successfully this year. He's actually not bad. He's got an ERA of 4.2. He's not bad for... A for a, a Washington pitcher because their staff isn't any good. But Espino doesn't throw innings, right? He just goes three and a third or, you know, four and a third. Like, he, they, he's a soft-tossing soft trick pitcher. So they foul off a lot of pitches, run up his pitch count, get into the Washington bullpen. And what happens when you get into the Washington bullpen is they're awful and you score a lot of runs there. So this may be a two-to-one game in the fourth. And then once it gets into the bullpen, San Diego should, should, in theory, score a little more though they haven't scored virtually anything in recent weeks despite changing up their lineup at the deadline. Thanks to everybody for listening today. Thanks to Chandler Gitros for his time. Thanks to, um, who else did we have today? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Coach Kyle Sank for his time. And then also Coach Mathern at CCA for his time. 
if you're going to the game tonight, I'll be out there. Uh, just come by, say hello. You know, uh, I'll get some pictures and try to get that all uploaded. I hope we're able to get it in. The rain is beginning to slack. It's going to just be summertime showers. Hopefully, we're able to time it right and get it in. Everybody have a great weekend. Sports Corner will be tomorrow at 10 o'clock, and play-by-play will be back on Monday at 1130. We're keeping the train rolling, previewing everything, getting you guys ready for the upcoming high school season, and also keeping our pulse on middle school as well. Have a great weekend. Stay dry. Stay safe. God bless. Love you guys. Take care. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.